Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. The state of the economy within property. Because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, price increases, interest rises. You know, you, you, you can't go two weeks in the news without hearing about, you know, another inflationary rise or another interest rise or... And there are a lot of people that are out there going, you know, it's not fair. I've I've got a I've I've I'm paying I'm paying more now for my mortgage. I'm paying you know more for this. I'm paying more for that. And you know, how am I supposed to survive? And oh, okay, I, I'm a business. I, I remember now. I'm a business owner, so I'm going to increase my prices because. You know, that that's that's a capitalist society you know the government increases my prices i increase your prices the consumer pay, pays the higher price okay cool everyone understands that no nobody complains too much that you know the prices in tesco's have gone up six percent in the last you know year or whatever it is you know i don't know the exact percentage so don't quote me on that i'm just using it as an example do you mean you don't have to pint of milk costs uh i don't drink milk you don't take milk and coffee either yes <laughs> i dr- i can tell you how much coffee has gone up <laughs> <laughs> a lot but i can't tell you can't tell you how much milk has gone up you've got two coffee makers now i hear no yeah no you have a coffee maker and another coffee maker which you might not be working properly Yes, I've I've got a broken coffee maker, <laughs> which you'll fix, I'm sure. Which, which I, no I, use, I, I do. I'm, I'm working. I'm working really hard to try and fix. So you have got two coffee makers, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> more coffee for you then. More more coffee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's but all of these in interest increases when when it gets down to the consumer, a lot of consumers will complain and say, well, you know, why don't you as the business owner absorb the cost? Why why is it fair that I should pay the cost? And and why is it fair that they should pay the cost, Shaz? Because generally speaking, a business is there to survive. So quantitative easing, i.e. printing money, has its downsides. Yes, it does. And it usually comes after people experience some of the upsides because what goes up must come down. Uh, Highs and lows, ups and flows, as you know. Uh, So... Printing money and handing out money not so long ago has its after effects. And I believe inflation is one of those right now and has been for some months. And I mean, Economics 101 tells us to control inflation or bring inflation down, interest rates go up. Okay, and that works to some extent. And uh, But it isn't working like we were told it's working. So around about this time, Last year, uh, well, maybe just a bit, a bit later, maybe August, September time, just before that disastrous uh, mini budget. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which really hurt a lot of people, especially in the world of property, uh, because that's the first time I saw. I'd heard of it, but the first time I actually saw, okay, lenders pulling out on the day of completion. 
even in 2007, 2008, when I was around, we didn't see it like this, pulling out last minute of there were. None of my clients experienced it. Here on the day, we had lenders pull out. Sorry, criteria changed. That's scary. Yep, exactly. Uh, and now we're heading towards 5%. And it'll be 6, 6.5, might even be 7. And when we get there, it might be even more. And unlike 07, 08, uh, and even the late 80s, because uh, we were, at, I think we were, if my memory serves me correctly, I was young then, in maybe 86, 87, we were at 7% interest, 7.5, something like that. Uh, this is going to be a slow, painful death for people. The interest rates are going to go up slowly, slowly, slowly. I mean, they're going up quickly, but by a quarter of a percent, okay, or quarter percentage points. Uh, and it, it's going to hurt people a lot. And uh, I think from the stats that I read, around about 85% or thereabouts, I'm not quoting exact figure, but let's just say three quarters to be on the safe side, are on fixed rate mortgages. Yeah. The others, okay, I think it's about 15%, but let's just say a quarter to be on the safe side. Okay. Uh, 25% on variable. So as those fixed rates expire and the new fixed rates go up or they go on variable rates or whatever they end up doing, uh, it's going to cause a lot of people a lot of pain. And that's going to take one, two, three years because some people fixed their mortgage, let's say, a year ago on a three or four or five year fixed. They've got three or four, year or four, uh, three or four years to go. So I think it's going to be a few years of a lot of pain, Kieran. In terms of to answering your question without going too much into bonds and guilts and the economy because we're more focused on property uh, than we are that type of stuff. But that obviously affects everything. Um, what we saw when George Osborne had a clear attack on property investors by changing section, by adding section 24, where you can't claim all your finance costs, stamp duty land tax, taking away wear and tear relief, uh, taking away lettings relief, making changes to principal private residence relief, and many others, by the way. I've got a whole list you won't be surprised to hear. I think it's about 72 items long, isn't it? A long list, yeah. And people said, oh, this is doom and gloom and the whole thing's dead. And I said at the time, and I'll say it again today, landlords are going to have to increase their rents. And we've seen that, okay? A property that was being rented for £600, let's just say, eight or nine years ago, pre the George Osborne attack, is now going for 950 or £1,000. Yeah. And that same property, as the costs go up, will go for 11, 12, £1,300. So it's going to really shrink the budget for those people who can't afford to pay their rents already. But there's nothing that can be done, done about it because if a landlord doesn't repay their debt or their mortgage, monthly mortgage, okay, their p- property may get repossessed after a certain number of months. Uh, so they don't have a choice. In fact, th- if that happens, that particular tenant becomes homeless, so it's not good for either party. So what do you do? You have to increase your rents to recoup uh, your costs. It's just business 101, I'm afraid, Kieran. But if, you, if you're going to increase my rents, Shaz, then I need to get paid more because, you know, if you if if my rent's going to go up from six hundred to a thousand pound, that's a four hundred pound increase. I don't have that as disposable money, so I I now need a job that pays more. Yep. So you got you have to go to your employer and see if there's anything available there. That employer will then have to go to all their customers and clients and patients and see if they can increase the stuff there, so that everybody increases and in it's just a circular circular economy, isn't it? Uh, and then at the end, is anybody better off? No. No. In this particular situation. Because uh, everybody's facing rising costs uh, and they increase their prices, and, and then 
now the price has been increased and you let's talk about you as a tenant which you're not but just use as an yeah. example okay so now you your land you've gone to your employer to ask for a pay rise and your employer runs a local shop let's just say the shop prices increase so when you go in there to buy something you're paying more yeah. when you're buying other goods okay uh, they've all gone up more because those people okay also have tenants working for them and they've asked for a pay increase so even though you've got a pay increase to help you pay for your rent, the other in part of the increase, if, the, if there is any, pays for all the increases in all the other products and goods that you're buying. So you're no better off, and in fact, you might even be worse off, even with a pay increase. Yeah, and and I mean, and overall, you know, throughout all of this, and you know, as a, as a country as a whole, um, not just the property industry, but every every industry that is is. UK centric is globally valued less because it costs more to do business within and that and that's how the value of the pound is is gradually diminishing globally see too much happened too soon so you had what people don't talk about and we're just talking about history here without sharing an opinion because uh, we don't know if we that often share opinions because we're just here to share information yeah yeah uh, uh, but there's no harm in sharing an opinion either, by the way. Uh, I think it's verified, valid, is you had Brexit. Yep. Okay. Then you had COVID. Then you had all the money spent after COVID. And then you've got the war in Ukraine. Now, some people will point you towards one of those three or four things and say, oh, it was all to do with COVID. Or it was all to do with quantitative easing and all the money we handed out. Or it's all to do with Brexit. Or it's all to do with the war in Ukraine. And it's usually the one that people will point towards is the one that they'll dislike the most. Yep. So people who aren't Brexiteers will say, okay, it's to do with everything to do with Brexit. Those who don't like Russia, it's all to do with Ukraine. Okay, those who are anti-lockdowns, okay, and that type of thing. And there's some mileage in what those people are saying. And I'm, I'm not here, yeah, sharing an opinion on any of those I, I, no, today. No. I might do some other point, but today we're talking about this property, okay? Is, okay. I, mean, I mean, let us know if you, if you want our opinions on these things. Yeah, if someone wants to hear my opinion, I'll, I'll happy to share. And they'll say, okay, it's those lockdowns that have come back to haunt us now. One yeah. too many lockdowns, not done the right time. The, the border should have been shut earlier, okay, so we could have controlled it better. And all of those are valid arguments to some extent. Which one is it that's causing the most pain? I don't know, okay? Well, uh, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the time, all in these things, the economy is non-reactive. But it's super reactive. It doesn't happen overnight. It shows you the after effects consequences later, not at that time. Yeah, and and that's what I mean. So the the, the consequences of anything happening are always big, but that's what I mean by super reactive. Um, but they're non-reactive because if if I reach across the desk and and decide to get aggressive with with Chaz, there's going to be an instant definitive reaction. Chaz is going to react straight away. Yes, I'll give you a nice hug. You're right. Exactly. Um, whereas if, for you know, and, and that's not the way the economy works. Whereas if, for example, I, I reached over the table and got aggressive with Chaz, and Chaz doesn't do anything for another year, but he just stores it, stores it, stores it. Do you remember that time you got aggressive? Well, now it's time to pay the piper. Revenge is a dish best served cold, I heard once. 
Yeah, but I like hot food. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you see my point is that the economy is is non-reactive in terms of when something happens, it stores it in its back pocket to use for a rainy day. And then it brings it out a year later, two years later, three years later, and you'll still feel the impact of it. I mean, to, to a certain degree, up until 2016, 2015, we were still feeling the after effects of the 2008 property crash. Yeah, because, but because that came in and went type of thing, it came pretty quickly with yeah. Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, all of those big players, JP Morgan, okay? It came in and, and I think 2010 stroke 11, we were then kind of moving back towards uh, some form of normality, whatever normality may be. This one's going to be slow and painful. So going the downward spiral is going to be really slow. So it's compared to slow torture. Yeah. So we're going to feel every single time it declines and it goes down. Every quarter of a percent that goes up and the heat rises. I'm talking about interest rates, okay? More and more people are going to feel it even more. And I think uh, people talk about V and a U in terms of recession and recovery. I th- And I think we could, to some extent, say... Uh, 07, 08 was like a V to some extent. Okay, this is more like going to be a deep U, I think. Yeah, and I th- and I think another fundamental that people almost take for granted and almost forget is, well, take petrol prices for example. I remember when petrol prices were below a pound. I remember them. I think when they were less than fifty pence. Right, and gradually and gradually they go up. Now, there was that big spike where they went up to like £1.50, £1.60, and there was a lot of pain involved in that. You mean recently? Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I think I was going to Leeds or somewhere. I think it was £2.05. and five pence. Right. So they kept out, but there was a lot of pain, a lot of kickback about that. And then it came down, and it, it now in some place, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it at £1.55 you know, locally to Peterborough. But pre that painful two pound a litre, it was one pound twenty, one pound twenty five. How have we jumped up another twenty five pence a litre and nobody nobody's mad about it? The reason nobody's mad about it is because there was a real big pain in the two pounds. Then they brought it down a bit and they only brought it down to the point where people stopped complaining. Yep. And 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 that that that's yeah. And the petrol industry is not unique in this in this fact. You know, interest rates or the government will react based on what the people say. You know, as long as the people they they know the people are going to be unhappy about it. But incremental increases are far easier to stomach than big increases. Of course, yeah. But if the end goal is a five percent increase, for example, to be consistent, then they'll have that mapped out on a five-year plan, for example gradual increases we'll increase it 0.25% here let you get used to it make that 0.25% increase become normal then we'll increase it again then we'll then we'll increase it by 3% drop it by 2% because then you'll feel like you've got a deal yeah you've, you you might feel you're a bit better off after you, you've, you've seen the high increase and then on top of that uh, of course uh, you've got all of the costs going up for property investors more houses need to be built not enough houses are being built, uh, so that's going to cause a, a problem. Uh, and the houses are being 
are not selling as fast as they were 12 months ago, that's slowing down. So the demand is still there. The supply is going to contract. Okay, The rents are going to go up. The costs are going to go up. You can see the perfect storm coming here. Oh, the yeah. signs are there. As Steve Jobs said, you can, when you look back, you can connect the dots. But we can, we can look forward and see what happened in the past and connect the dots going forward. So I think it's time for people to really buckle up and tighten their belts and start becoming very, very cost conscious and cut whatever they can. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, I mean, when, when you look at it, the, the train that we're on is not sustainable. You cannot consistently make make it so that it's so hard for people to purchase properties, you know, whether it's for a business or whether it's for their private residence. Yeah, you know, it people really struggle, you know, and people have struggled for a long, long time to get on the property ladder. That's been a thing for, you know, the past twenty years. You know, how do young people get on the property ladder these days? You've got, you know, thirty, forty year olds living at home with their parents because they just can't afford to get on the property ladder. Okay, fine. So that problem is going to get worse because the cost of interest is going to be so high that it's going to make getting a mortgage harder. It's going to make saving harder because the cost of everything else has gone up. But do, do your wages automatically go up with inflation? No, they do not. In some places, it may be an, for example, in some industries or some workplaces, you may get a 2% pay rise, 3% pay rise, and think, great, I've got a pay rise, this is fantastic. But when you actually look at it, you know, interest rates have gone up 7%. So you've taken a 4% pay cut. Equivocal. But you've still got to live. You've still got to do everything else you were doing before. So you're going to have less money to go around. So you, more people are going to find it harder to get within the property industry on that sense. But it also means that because the cost of that's going to go up, back to capitalism 101, cost of buying a house, owning a house is going to go up. The cost of renting a house is going to go up. It, it's simple economics. So should people still invest in property? Yes. Why? Because and I think property is the best business in the world. I agree. Um, I think you can make a loss on one property and make a profit on another property and still break even. But Property is... In it can my, make and break, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it can, it can. Um, but property property is not a short-term game. It's a long-term game. You mean I can't get rich quick? No. I oh. mean, you can if you get real lucky. All those books I've read and all those YouTube videos, they've been misleading me, have they? I think... Or well, some of them, at least, anyway. <laughs> I, I think... I Define quick. Like overnight, like six months, some driving a banger, then I'm in a Ferrari, I'm in a two-bedroom house, and then a apartment, and then I'm in a six-bedroom mansion type of thing. So, I'm going to let you into a little secret, With my listeners. own private jet, helicopter, that type of stuff, no? I'm going to let you into a little secret, listeners. That is theoretically possible, but not on but, your but own. But practically, yeah. But not on your own. If, if, I, if I did, for argument's sake, let's do, yeah, our, fav our favourite... You know, my, my favorite property strategy, Shaz's favorite property strategy, commercial conversion. If I had a JV partner that was willing to put in all the funds and we worked together, I did all the work, he did, and I managed it and all the rest of it, and, you know, all, everything's all above board and stuff. And we're set to make, you know, in, it's a big enough conversion, you know, 
there, there's one that's recently been finished that, that you know about that's worth, you know, there's a seven-figure, mm-hmm. you know, payout at the end of that. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, so, suddenly, yes, that, that's 18 months, two years. Yeah, it's doable. In theory. But you can work towards it. But you can work towards it. If you're being more realistic, 18 months, two years, you can replace your day job. Quite easily. Well, that that's... Yeah, yeah. If you if you're earning anywhere up to I'd say fifty, sixty grand a year, you can replace that quite easily. Yeah, quite easily. A quarter of a million. Yeah. Not so easily, but you can do two or three deals and then replace it. Yeah. Yeah. Because your second and third one will be better than the first one usually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's all possible. So I I, I think you're right. Uh, and, it's still a good time to invest in property. Yeah. Just gonna be a bit more cautious, a bit more sensible. And, okay. Sharpen the pencil a bit more. Yep. Yeah. And I th- and I think when when you look at it long term and you know rather than looking at this short-term short term wins, you look at the long-term. If you can weather the storm, and we know the oncoming storm is going to happen, there's nothing we can do about it, but we can prepare for it, and we can make sure that we can weather it. You weather the storm. Property is still going to go up in value long-term. So whilst you will have cash flow from rentals now, which is what will keep you afloat and which will keep you going now, and you know and i'm not saying you know be a you know vindictive landlord and you know while i expect to make double double what i was making last year so you know your rent's going to double you know i'm i'm not talking about being unreasonable you know you can be reasonable but you've got to be reasonable within the interest rates and the economy that we live in so you become reasonable okay fine you're still you know you still have a good business at the end of it you might, you're not going to be making, you know, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg sort of money. No, no, you're not. Most property investors don't, do they? But most, but you know. And most don't want that. But very few people do make that sort of money. But if you can sit on that business for the next 20 years and then have an exit strategy, very important that, and maybe we'll do an episode on why exit strategies are important and why exit strategies you can put in place. I'll take a note. We'll do that one week. Then that exit strategy allows you to exit your business cleanly, neatly, efficiently, or maybe pass on the business to the next generation and create a generational business, legacy business. But over the next 20 years, 30 years, what's the state of the economy going to be in 20 years, Shaz? Ask me 19 years' time. (laughs) <laughs> or ask me what happened 20 years ago. And then the cycle repeats itself, of, of course. But you, you're right. And right now, always because uh, there's less demand than there was in terms of people wanting to buy property uh, in the sense that investors, I'm not talking about uh, first-time buyers or people looking to change their home or replace their home or get out of the property ladder. Investors now are being more cautious, okay? Uh, so what, what will happen is that, therefore, there will be more deals on the go. And if yeah. you've got your finances in order and you want your, your cash and your deposit or your JB partner or whichever strategy that you're using, okay, then there's some good deals to be had. Very good deals to be and had. And as you know, people, the really smart people make more money uh, during a downturn than they do when the market's going up. Oh, as, as somebody once said, anybody can make money when the market's going well. It takes a, takes a different type of class of person. To make money when the market's going bad. Yeah, someone wants to say to me, you know, 
Oh, buying some properties and renting them out on their own doesn't make you a good business man or business person or intelligent. Anybody can do that. But creating a property business that gets you freedom and creating it in uh, the slickest way possible, a systemized process, that's where it takes some smart person to see an opportunity and make it work. And I think they were right. Yeah, I, I, I would go with that. I think just to, you know, square that circle just remember that if you don't feel that you're capable of doing that listen to our mindset and you know improve your mindset because you probably can do that everyone's capable of doing it of course they can but also and they ought to because yeah. we do that too yeah absolutely so we don't know everything and you know no. we work on a mindset we're reading books looking at old listening to audios podcasts or so on and so forth but also get the people in your power team that can do it because you know, Shaz, not, Shaz 3,000 business growth consultations over, you know, the man knows a thing or two, but he doesn't know everything. But he can point you in the direction of the people that do know the things he don't doesn't know. So it all ties in together into a nice, neat little package about, you know, personal growth, mindset, and how to move on. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.